Welcome to uh, Minnesota Sweets. Today is our first ever episode. And uh, if you want to tune in next time, we are going to be talking about Minnesota. It's uh, beauty attractions of Minnesota and it's treasure destinations that you would love to go to. Uh, but today's topic is the Boundary Waters. It is definitely a Minnesota treasure as it offers canoeing and is the main one. Uh, but in the winter time, you can go dog sledding on the waters. And even if you find yourself under some bright lights, don't think it's aliens. It's probably the Northern Lights right here in Minnesota. But no promises, it might be aliens. As though, as fun as it is there, though, Keep in mind that they'll come down pretty hard on troublemakers and adrenaline seekers. So you do have to have a permit to go there. Uh, They have seen a pretty high surge in visitors. And this caused a lot of human damage such as trash, pollution, natural destruction of the nature. Uh, The people... The work of the people who go in there visit. But make sure you always clean up after yourselves so that we don't add to that as much. Uh, but if you're really against the permit, you do not need one from October 1st to April 30th. But keep in mind, you're only allowed nine people and four watercraft, which does make sense considering all the damage that one person can do. Uh, Speaking of one person causing damage, we're going to talk about the dude who uh, discovered the waters in 1688, John de Noyon. From then on, it did become a place for a series of men to take advantage of the resources. That is, until the Wilderness Act of 1964, which uh, made it an official protected area. Once it was protected, it became a state park. You know, the waters are so vast that there is over 1,200 miles worth of canoeing. Not only that, but it is such a treasure that it has the Minnesota's highest point, Eagle Mountain. This place is so huge. It's right next to Canada in the northern third of the Superior National Forest. It is big enough to have white, black, and blue spruce, white cedar, jack pine, and many more. It even has fruit. Raspberries, strawberries, and blueberries seem to be very dominant in that area. Don't uh, even get me started with the animal life there. They have moose, beaver, bears, deer, bobcats. All native to this area, I might add. The birds are just ridiculous. A variety of finches, chickadees, white-throated sparrows. Remember that Eagle Mountain? Well, if you're patient enough, you might be able to spot a bald eagle. There are so many things to do, including fishing. You uh, could catch northern pike, even perch, from walleye to salmon, smallmouth and largemouth bass, Lake Trout, it is a literal fisherman's dream. And while we're talking about wildlife, we do have to get a little technical. 
the life there corresponds with the boreal forest biome. It's become such a popular area naturally that they need to do some maintenance to keep up with it. So yes, they do have a forestry management plan, which is good. They mostly maintain the wildlife, relocating and repopulating fish and animals, tearing down sickly trees and replanting as needed. Part of maintaining the area is keeping the water so clean. It is about 20% of the park that is water-dominated. According to what I've read and researched, they have exponential water quality, clean enough to drink. Long story short, this is a place of beauty, and there are things to do all year round for anybody from all backgrounds. And the park works day and night to keep up with the Million Anchor Park. So tune in next time for the next episode of Minnesota Sweets.